Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often, they pushed themselves out of their comfort zone and took risks. We want to know about that decision point, why did they make that decision, and most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abracci Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for Courage, Humility, Accuracy, Resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so excited to have Janice Bartlett as our special guest. We had the opportunity to meet Janice through a client engagement, and we immediately recognized her to be a true HR warrior. Janice Bartlett is a tenured HR executive with over 35 years of extensive experience in the retail, financial, manufacturing, construction, and restaurant sectors. Her expertise includes employee relations, labor law and compliance, policy creation, as well as succession and talent management. She's a facilitator and subject matter and expert on topics like work, workplace violence, diversity and inclusion, and crucial conf- confrontations. Janice's approach is New York in nature, energetic, honest, and direct, but with empathy first and foremost. Throughout her career, she's proven to be a strong voice, trusted advisor, and influencer. With her spirit of giving back, she volunteers her time to Glean Network, which serves the underserved in the food and restaurant industry. So Janice, we always like to start our podcast by asking, what show, podcast, book, blog, etc., do you go to when you want to push and expand your thinking? You know, I gave a lot of thought to that. And at the end of the day, from day one, as far back as I can remember, it's always been music for me. Whether it's Edith Piaf with No Regrets um, or Silly, uh, Silly, Silly Songs, no matter what, I seek out music as a source of inspiration, also comfort. And something that's extremely familiar to me. Oh, Janice, first of all, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Well, first of all, I like your intro song, just so you know. (laughs) (gasps) Take that, Roy Green. For those of you you who didn't listen to Roy Green trash our intro music, thanks, Janice. That was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, cool music, lady. Thank you. It's kind of fun and catchy. It is. Anyway, boo, Roy. Uh, so that's a clue for everyone to go listen to Roy's uh, as well. Mm-hmm. But I love that your bio says the New York attitude. It's one of the reasons that when we met you, you know, I loved you right away because you say my name the New York way, which is Carrie, instead <laughs> of Carrie, which I still don't hear the difference because I'm from the Midwest. But I, I like that you said music and with your Edith Pilaf, Pilaf, right? Pilaf, I never spelled it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm just gonna say Edith. Um, If anyone watches the movie, Babe, Pig in the City, they sing that song and I sob as soon as that song comes on. (laughs) Sob. Like, I mean, that song just like, if I want to be in a crying mood, 
put that song on. If you want to get some tears out, put that song on. You will cry immediately. She so, had a rough life, that lady. She really she did. did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. She, that's a rough, she had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that she said music and you've been to, so, you've been to so many concerts. I remember you were telling stories about going to concerts and it's such a constant in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's the question we all wait for. What is the moment in your life that changed the trajectory, the decision you made that changed the trajectory of your life and which of the charge qualities did you use to help you make that decision? Can I take two? <laughs> uh, Janet, you do. You know that I don't do rules, so <laughs> you want to take two. You do what you need to do. Okay. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I I had a, I was giving this a lot of thought, and I said, "Gosh, what can I talk about?" Because once you get to a certain age, I won't say um, you've had a lot of significant things that have come your way. Um, I think the most significant one, as I look back is really, I was sitting in a meeting one day um, in New York, uh, Bloomingdale's at the time, and the president came into the room and he said, hey, we're heading west. Who wants to go? And that was in the you know, early 90s. And I thought to myself, hmm, that could be interesting. So I said, yeah, I'll go. Um, and for someone who grew up in Brooklyn, as I did, it wasn't common at the time for people to kind of leave as much as it might be today. It was more, you grew up in Brooklyn, you lived in Brooklyn, you worked in the city. Uh, So it was sort of a big deal. Um, And I I feel that I had the courage to kind of pick myself up and um, move the first time with Bloomingdale's, which was to Massachusetts, and then subsequently out of Massachusetts to California to open up the market there. I think it was... um, I felt that it was courageous at the time to make that first move and then the second move. And then I moved again. So I would, and then I'll get to the resilience part a little bit okay. uh, after that, but. Okay. Well, do you want to, I, I, you know, it's interesting that you say it, you know, back, back then. So we're talking late nineties. It wasn't as common to move. And I think it's, it's still not, I think that pull Janice of, you stay where you're at and your family's here and you kind of, this is your world. I think that's still really prevalent. I think it's it, maybe some people, more people move, but that, that fear, the, um, this is what I know. This is my support system. I think it's really hard to move. And then across the, the country, and as every comedian will tell you the differences between East coasters and West coasters. So I think what, what inside you with that courageousness, was it an easy decision for you? And then maybe, you know, take us through that, that decision-making and then what kind of support network did you have or, or not have with the move? Janice? Can you hear me? Oh yeah. You're on mute, sweetie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) No, I, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Um, those are great questions. I, I've been, I've thought about this and I, I will start by saying that I always knew at some point that I was a little bit different. And I say that to people, not that I'm, I don't have any you know medical background other than the fact that I recognized from an early age that I felt things differently at times than mm. other people around me. And so as I look back on the courage to move, I now can reflect and say a good part of that courage was I was running away from myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the move was sort of in, 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 you know, kind of a spontaneous, okay, I didn't really have a great support system, mm-hmm. but I thought, hey, something else has to happen in my life because I really wasn't fundamentally happy with my life, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the first move out of New York was uh, really, I think, a runaway move. I did have family in Massachusetts, so that was something that helped me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the move from Massachusetts to California was really, again, kind of running away from where I thought my happiness might be. Mm. Um, and it, moving to California led me to numbers of uh, wonderful circumstances, mm-hmm. um, meeting wonderful new people, being stretched in my uh, job responsibilities. Um, it was all very exciting. And uh, it also led me to a place where um, I had an end, I had a relationship and then an end of relationship. And then at that moment in time, it became crystal clear um, that I needed to be more reflective and count on Janice mm. than running either to other people or whatever the case may be. So hopefully that makes sense. But I recognize for the first time that I had a, an internal struggle um, with depression and I had an internal struggle with rejection. And I um, have subsequently come to the, which is where resilience comes in, yeah. realizing that we have it within ourselves, potentially, if we recognize that to, as a doctor told me once, you put yourself on the ledge, you can get yourself off that ledge. Now that's not for everybody. Right. It's more to say that for me, um, the resilience um, has helped me out because I've always felt no matter what's been thrown my way, I will always figure out a way to kind of climb back out of it. Yeah. I, I actually love the, you put yourself on the ledge. Now you can climb back. Right. So that does mean that you have agency in your own choices and what you do. And Mm -hmm. I think it is for everyone that there are some circumstances that you, you really didn't try and you didn't kind of create yourself, but there was a lot of stuff. Like you said, you were running away from things and, and, that that does create something. You had to figure out um, what that what that's about. So I guess when you when you were kind of moved to California, did you have that relationship? Like when did you have that moment, Janice? Of oh shoot, I'm running away from it because rarely do we know in the moment, mm-hmm. right? That we're running away. I moved around too, and and not only was it the most amazing experience. But it was also to get fresh starts. Like, I don't need to be around these people or these places right now. Mm-hmm. So when did you kind of have that aha moment in California? I guess I the aha moment came to me when I recognized that there was a moment in time that I couldn't get out of bed, um, mm. that I felt so much loss and dev- devastation over an end of a relationship, which... In, and now in retrospect, I look back and I say it was it's kind of on the surface, um, you know, somebody that was, you know, an agent, you know, that business is a rough business, right? But I was like, yeah, those are real deep relationships oh, that yeah. agent. Are. <laughs> I was easily tossed to the side. Um, Sorry, all the agents who listened, though. <laughs> I know. Sorry about that. 
But it was at that moment that I I thought, wow, um, I cannot go through the rest of my life seeking someone else to maybe make me happy and or, um, you know, not not appreciate the differences in me and where I need to kind of get out of that bed, get up on my feet and figure it out. Um, I I might've told you this once before. Uh, I I used to see a lot of um, uh, ladies at church sometimes in California. Um, I like to refer to them praying outside to the Madonna on the half shell or the clam shell. (laughs) Um, it gives I, you the visual. You know who's wow. praying. <laughs> wow, something's going to happen here, and uh, and then I internalized it to myself, and I said, you know, there is a. I believe it that there's a God in all of us, right? If you seek it out, for your internal internal resilience and your internal courage, and just. And that's what I did. And it felt good. And I felt like, wow, what's going to happen is going to be positive. And so I've kind of dragged myself along in life that way. Yeah. But at this age now, I recognize that many of us, and I can't, I can't speak for everybody that have internal struggles, but many of us, many of us have that ability mm-hmm. to drag ourselves out. Mm-hmm. What, a couple things I want to touch on. The the first is that I think not only does everyone need to hear Janice what you said around you you're okay with yourself like you're doing it for yourself and not the the other people to like you and and mm-hmm. how right it has to I have to be good with Janice and Janice has to be good and, and that kind of confidence I think everyone needs to hear and then let's say especially women because we very much are conditioned mm-hmm. to make other people happy right. And and um, make sure that they're they're doing okay before we we help ourselves. And I think that I have a friend who says, you know, remember you had to put on your own oxygen mask first. And I think for women that's pretty tough because you're like, no, 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 no. I want to put on the other person's first, and then I'll put my oxygen. I'm the last person. And so I think that people really need to hear that piece. But I I, I really want to touch on Janice. The you know you thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable that. You were depressed and couldn't get out of bed. And I think so many people, especially in the wonderful dumpster fire that is 2020, have felt like that. And so can you kind of tell us what you did to, to really pull yourself out of that and, and to have this, this uh, life now that you're more in, in control of and feeling good and confident? What did, what did you do? Because I think people would really like to hear those that how you did it. Janice. I can see her on mute again. This is why I love Janice. There she is. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody might say, oh, you know, I had a good friend and be like, snap out of it, get over it. <laughs> Sometimes you can't snap out of it. No, you cannot. You can't get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you do need professional assistance. And I, over the course of my career, when I have counseled people that have had some difficulty, even in work, I've used that vulnerability to say, Hey, I get it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to seek professional help. So in addition to that, there's also, what else are you doing? I dance a lot. I get a lot of exercise. I have a network of friends. I encourage people to do 
um, things where they are involved with others. I listen to music, all those things. And I told people I'm hurting, Mm. I'm suffering here. Mm. Um, And people either will embrace that or they'll be afraid of it. Um, Yes. And, you know, we're not, we're not perfect beings. And um, I found that out a very long time, you know, a long time ago, even as a kid, when people would say, well, can't you sit still? Mm. No, I can't sit still. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to apologize for being the person that I am. Mm. Um, So, and, and, and to touch on one more thing that you mentioned, I think too, I always remember as a little girl getting up on the back of the sofa because we had a mirror ob- mm-hmm. opposite the sofa and I would be singing, Someday My Prince Will Come. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it took a long time for that prince to show up. <laughs> so you have to, women do have that, uh, you know, that vision of what's going to be. And I think mm-hmm. I was seeking that out for a very long period of time and not paying attention. Uh, always to what was best for me professionally or even personally and making some bad choices. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can get past it. You can. You can. And I think that's what's so that what is beautiful about getting older and realizing you can get through it. And one of the things about 2020 is in 2021, 2022, people will look back and go, I could, I could get through it. I did get through it. And I do have much more resilience, more so than I ever thought before. And so going through those things is very powerful because you come out of the other side and you go, I mm-hmm. can't do it. And I think you sharing sharing your story, and I think there's such a stigma around mental health. And like you said, some people were kind of afraid of it when you said, I need help. And that's about them. It's not about you, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think as we get older, we realize all that crap is on them not you, they're having an issue because maybe they are slightly depressed, but they don't want to deal with it. And especially men, like we don't cry, we don't do these things. And so for you to share that here, going to therapy and seeking help is an incredibly strong thing to do. To say, I don't know, and this is too much for me, I need help is wonderful. And more people need to hear that. And again, in 2020, we all need to help each other and how mm-hmm. can we, and there's a lot of people who maybe had a slight depression and then they're home all the time by themselves and it's far worse mm-hmm. yes. and, and they really do need help. And so the, the final question that we always ask Janice is like, what are the specific actions? We already talked about quite a few actions, but if you have specific actions that you would tell our listeners to take uh, to help their lives, what would you tell them? Well, it sounds a little bit out in the air sometimes, but first, oh, Janice. Whoops. Oh, Janice, Sorry. this is, can I just say, yeah, just because this, it's, Friday Keller, the 13th. <laughs> it's okay. Number one, it's Friday the 13th, which I love. And also one of the things that Kelly and I always love about you is your, uh, not so good relationship with technology. Okay. And I, love it. And I, I just love that you're like, no, I'm on mute. I love it, Janice. It's another reason that just endears us uh, to yeah, you. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Cause I'm like, what's Janet, what's going to happen? You know, cause I'm waiting for, for your husband to say something like I'm oh, waiting for happen. it. <laughs> well, I would say, um, first of all, never give up. Second of all, seek people 
that lift you up, not mm. drag you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, eliminate as much of that toxic talk that you can. Stay away from um, people that are not encouraging to you. Mm-hmm. Um, seek to hear other people's stories. Give your time to a volunteer group. Mm-hmm. Put something out there about yourself that makes you vulnerable, but also um, makes other people want to be in your orbit, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, now my husband, if he was here, he'd tell me I'm doing too many ums, because he told me that recently. I'm like, <laughs> uh-oh, there it is. Uh, it is uh, one of the most painful things is to listen to yourself and realize how many filler words we all use. It is bananas. You can go crazy listening. So tell your husband, don't worry about it. Okay. I will. (laughs) But I, 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 the, we've heard before and it goes, I mean, if we could say it every single podcast, eliminate those that are dragging you down. That is, I think, again, as you get older, you realize I don't, I was just talking to my niece about this. You don't have time for it. So when you're younger, sometimes you have more time for the drama as you get older and you have more responsibilities, that's not a priority anymore. And so these people who are being negative or put that negative vibe around you are not necessary. anymore. they really aren't, you don't need to be around them. You can find these beautiful people. And I, I look at uh, the relationship that we have with you, Janice, and I, I love that you said, how do you, how, how do you volunteer and give back? Because you do, we'll talk about Gleam, which is this beautiful uh, nonprofit that's helping the restaurant industry. And we volunteered to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think we got more out of it and helping others. And it was so great just to talk to people. We talked about about self-awareness and fun stuff like that. And just how lovely. And you are officially retired, I guess, Janice, but you do so much work for Gleam and stay so active and you have a light around you because of it. And I think that letting, you know, find time. I know volunteering's kind of where we all have so much going on, but if you can find something that you're, that you love, even if you could do an hour or two a month, it rejuvenates your soul and your spirit. And I see it with you. Yeah. It sure does. And thank you for the time that you put there as well. You both uh, were remarkable and still are. Yeah. Well, thank you. Okay. Now it's the mutual admiration society, but, but, uh, but no, I think the, the, the encouraging, finding people who encourage finding your people say finding your tribe and, and, but that volunteering piece and making yourself vulnerable and volunteer puts, makes you a little vulnerable too. Maybe you don't know everything and you're just trying to help people. And it puts a lot of things in perspective too. And sometimes we can get a little too, oh, poor me, something, you know, whatever didn't happen today. And then you volunteer, you're like, oh, okay, that was kind of silly for me to even be upset about that. Yeah. So yeah. Kelly, what are your, what are your thoughts, Cal? Well, Janice, I mean, again, thank you so much for sharing. What resonated with me in particular was being assertive enough to say, this is what I need, or this is what I'm feeling right now to my friends or family or whomever, so that they're, they're aware of what's going on with you too. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to let people in, you know, it's, it's easier to just be reclusive 
and resign yourself to I'm kind of struggling or I'm suffering inside or I'm going through this thing and you don't let a lot of people in and let them know what you're dealing with and what you're facing. But the fact that you were really adamant and you were saying, you know what, I'm not, I'm having a hard time right now. You know, I, I need some help or just, you know, just realize that I, I may not bring a hundred percent of my attention to whatever it is that you need from me, for me today, but just know that I'm still here. Um, I think is such a powerful message because it can be easy for people, especially when they're down or they're depressed to be more, even more resigned and be even more reclusive. Um, so it may not come as naturally perhaps, but you, in that moment, I think you, you shared something that is really powerful, at least for me, because I know I tend to get more reclusive too. I don't always share how I feel and Carrie walked and say, how are you feeling today? Are you sure? Are you really sure Kelly? (laughs) So, you know, unless you have a friend like that who really does probe and ask a lot of questions, um, it can be, it can feel very lonely, I would imagine. Yeah. And sometimes people don't ask because it just reflects, they may be, well, if I ask, I'm feeling this way too. So they Mm -hmm. want to avoid it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Don't that power of People not talking to you because they don't, they want to avoid stuff is a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk to someone who's down and out because they realize they might be down and out one day, or they don't want to deal with depression because that brings up issues that they have. So, again, it's so much on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people won't ask it. It's too scary. And then they don't know how to help either. There's another mm-hmm. thing that someone wants to fix the problem. So, since they can't fix your problem easily, then they don't ask either. Mm-hmm. So for people just sometimes just saying, how are you? No, really? How are you doing? And you don't have to have all the answers, but just be there for someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And just eliminating things that don't work for you anymore that aren't serving you is yeah. incredibly profound and helpful mm-hmm. because you owe it to yourself. You have one life to live and you owe it to yourself to learn from the lessons, learn from the mistakes that you make and, and, um, do right by yourself next time. So yeah, it's never I love too that late. message too. Even though, right. you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, the, the end of the runway more or less, not really. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It went really dark right now. You know, I'm just about dead now. So, <sighs> well, you know what I mean? I know. I know. Last po- this will be my, last, be my podcast. last podcast. <laughs> I always like to say, well, further down the runway than other people, but you know, I'm not looking for the landing anytime soon. So yeah. (laughs) And the last thing I'd say too, is, you know, I went through the financial collapse in 0102 and I was out of work for one year. So I feel pain out there. I do. Yes, I do. And I I also got hired at my last opportunity in my sixties. So trust me, don't give up. Mm. Keep it real. Keep it real. Believe in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Janice, for sharing your inspirational story and for being so vulnerable with us and our audience. Um, I'm sure there's many people who are who are um, listening who are feeling um, a sense of maybe relief that they can identify with someone, and there's someone who's lived that life, who's had those experiences. Um, and so, if you are someone who would like to connect with Janice, we highly recommend that you do so. Um, you can link in with her at Janice Bartlett, and that is J-A-N-I-S Bartlett. Um, you can also look up the wonderful network that uh, both uh, Janice and Carrie mentioned, Gleam Network. You can look them up uh, uh, at www.gleamnetwork.net. 
That's G-L-E-A-M, like Mary, network.net. Fabulous organization. They do wonderful things um, and definitely check them out. Thank you again, Janice, for joining our podcast and for sharing your story. My pleasure. Stay well. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.